You're listening to Echo the Podcast. For as long as Skelexara can remember, she has been surrounded by music. Whether it was the drums and horns that echoed through her Miami community or her parents' favorites that filled her home. Now 20 and living in Los Angeles, Skelexara is still surrounded by music. But now, the songs are her own. With the release and success of her singles Waste My Youth, Jealous of Myself, Loving Nobody, and Sway With Me, which was featured on the Warner Brothers Birds of Prey soundtrack, Galaxara is gaining attention for her distinct vocal range and grand theatrical melodies. However, this is only the beginning for Galaxara, who is working on a debut album. We sat down with her to chat music, inspiration, and what's to come from this emerging artist. I'm so excited to chat with you today. I've been listening to your music. So good. You have such a powerful voice. When did you first get interested in music? Um, since, honestly, I can't even give you a time. I was, uh, all I know is like, I, I started singing before I could really talk. And I was probably like three when I started singing. And my parents, I mean, I'll, these are just stories that I've heard. You know, my parents just telling me that I would sing around the house, always having a melody come out of my mouth. And then eventually one of my aunts was probably just like, okay, like she's singing all the time and doesn't sound that bad. So maybe you guys should consider like doing something about that. And my parents were like, yeah, maybe whatever. So, and then I kind of slowly from there on, like I just became obsessed with it. So like just in general, you know, like obviously singing, but also performing, entertaining, putting on a show for my family and stuff like that. Like that was always interested me, like watching American Idol, like watching like all the pop divas back in the day. Like that was my life. Like I loved that. So I, it's hard to give a time of like, well, at like six years of age, I was into it. But like, honestly, it's been my entire life that I've like known that this is what I was going to do. It was just, how was I going to get it done, really? And so was there any specific event where you're like, this is something I could definitely do. This is something that I could do for the rest of my life as a career. I, well, I guess like to give a little bit of background, like I, I got into singing when I, like singing lessons when I was like probably seven or eight. And then I met my vocal coach that I'm still with today when I was 11. And, um, she was a huge impact on me, you know, like she helped form my voice into what it is today, I believe, because I did not sing the way that I sing now, obviously, because I've grown, but I just, certain things were different and she was able to really just like break me out of the shell. But so for, for about four or five years, till I was about 15, all I did was singing competitions, like around, I, I lived in Florida at the time. And so around like my state and county, like all I did was competitions, like all day, like every week, whatever. And it was great. It was great practice to get out in front of people. Like I loved the energy of the crowd. Like that was my world. Like I, I lived on stage. That was like where I felt the best. I think the, the concept and like I guess, yeah, the concept of me finally actually becoming a performer and like one day being able to tour and perform on stage for people and like people that would actually sing my own songs. Like it was definitely formed on stages, like when I did competitions for sure. Because like just getting onto the stage, people like the crowd, just like when I would sing or like hit a note or something and people would like kind of go crazy or whatever. Like I, I, I thrived off of it, you know, like it, it was like a drug almost. Like I was just like, this is amazing. So yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. So I think right at those points is, but obviously too, like when I got signed at 15, um, like my little showcase that I did for Atlantic, like the label that I'm signed to, like that was also a really different experience. And I think through that, I like, it was a different side of music that I had ever seen because it was just way more like serious and like, but at the same time, I was just like, this is 
this is really cool. Like, this is legit. And like, I want to be a part of this, you know, like, of course people can, people love singing just to sing, but like, I want to do, I want to make music, you know, and I want to create. So. Absolutely. And so you grew up in Miami and Miami has such a huge music scene. Did this music you listened to there and the music you were surrounded by influence what your sound is today? I think definitely. I mean, like I, yeah, my, my parents were definitely big music lovers. My mom was like a big pop diva music lover. So she listened to like Whitney and Mariah Carey, Christina Aguilera, all those. And then my dad was kind of, he's just followed music throughout the years. He's, he's listened to every type of music and just kind of, whenever something was big, he listened to it and, you know, and went on with it. But um, so th- their music influences and what they listened to most definitely affected me. But the thing, the funny thing was honestly, like, when I was younger, like living in Miami, I obviously had a, I had a Hispanic family. And so, you know, there was always music around, you know, like always. But I really, I didn't like, I just never, I never connected to it or, or I just never really like, I didn't think of it. Like I never noticed it, but it wasn't until like I really got older, like honestly only a couple of years ago that I've started to like appreciate and like love Hispanic music and Latin music and like the different influences that like make up of Miami and like just all that stuff and like the sounds and the instruments and I really love it now like so much more than I did back in the day because like I just remember like where I lived in Miami I was kind of like I just want to like leave I don't want to be here like kind of thing but like now I look back and I miss Miami a lot and I like I, I want I I think it's just because as we get older we we learn to appreciate things more and like we just we mature you know and I think like now when I go back to Miami like I'm just I appreciate the city like the the architecture like it's so beautiful it's so full of life and like there's so much you can write about Miami I mean there's tons of songs people write about Miami so that's yeah. kind of uh, yeah like I definitely feel like it has influenced my music or at least I'm trying to have it you know influence my music I mean. I'm writing songs every single day now, like in, you know, over Zoom. And so I'm trying to get more into, I don't know, my, my roots of like Miami and my Latin background and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, it's exploring, you know, that's what it's all about. Awesome. And you said you've been writing every day. How are you staying um, inspired during quarantine? That's a good question. <laughs> um, it's definitely been a struggle. I mean, uh, I mean, every day I'm talking to my managers and my ANRs, and we're we're trying to think of what's the next thing, what the plan is, because a lot of things have changed. I mean, right now, before coronavirus, I was in the process, right, starting to uh, plan out my live show, and I was so excited for that because that's, I, like I said before, performing is like what I love to do. But then coronavirus happened, and so because of that, like now everything has kind of changed, and you know, I'm I'm keeping busy like at home doing like stuff for YouTube and recording and stuff like that but like as far as sessions and stuff I feel like sometimes I I mean it's like what I said earlier sometimes I get on and I want to write about like the reality like what's happening right now like the 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 pain and the hurting and like there is beauty but also like what our world is going through right now but then I also sometimes I'm like I don't even want to I don't want to write about that. Like I want to write about a fantasy and like something that I hope will come true and like a dream of mine or whatever it may be. And that's kind of, but I mean, I also wrote like a couple days ago, I wrote a song about Frida Kahlo. So like that happens when I watch a movie or a book or something like that, that I'm like inspired by. So yeah, I mean, I, I just feel like my writing from when I was 15, 16, 17, I was so like close minded. I just didn't, I didn't know, like I could write about anything. Like it doesn't have to just be about like one, like, 
I, I wrote a lot about at that time. I wrote a lot about just being like alone and, and being like, like obviously empowered, like by myself, all myself. But I also like now realize as I've gotten older, like there's beauty in writing about like love and writing about companionship and, and writing about needing people and stuff like that. And yeah, I just never like explored that when I was younger. I don't know why, but I just never did. So now I'm kind of like, let's go. <laughs> You've talked a lot about how Freddie Mercury is an uh, inspiration yes. of yours. And you've talked about how his like lyrics and songwriting are very inspirational to you. What elements of Freddie Mercury and Queen's music really inspire you? I think I, I loved personally I, I i was more attracted to like the boldness mm-hmm. and the just how how grand it was it was so it was so over the top compared to everything else at that time and it still is and i loved that because like as a musician i have always been and i mean i can also say too one of my biggest influences is also lady gaga which is a perfect example of someone who's over the top you know and and even someone like Elton John, like, I just, I've always gravitated towards the people that have gone against the grain and done something different with their music. And, and whether that's like in their music, which I mean, Queen, besides obviously Freddie's beautiful, beautiful voice and the harmonious vocals that they, them as a whole band put together, like, you know, I, I, I do feel too, like their writing, their, their actual like lyrics and their melodies were so like ahead of their time. Like I, I really felt like they could have came out like at the time I was listening to it, it was probably like 2012 or something, but like it could have came out like 10 years before that. And it would, still would have been just as big, you know, like they're, and, and that's obviously what goes on with timeless songs. You know, there's songs that could be played any year, any decade and they'd still be big. Um, I just have always loved artists that have, I don't know, just done something different with their music because what's the fun in being the same and doing the same as everybody? I, I, I get it. Trust me. There's, there's a lot that goes on with that and like even just like money stuff and business mm-hmm. stuff and all that. But it's like at the end of the day, like when I, when I leave my hopefully legacy as an artist, like I want people to remember me as like someone who like went crazy and did not worry about like doing everything that – doing what everyone wanted or like trying to be exactly like everyone else or fitting in with everyone, fitting the mold. Like I, you have to embrace your diversity and your, you know, like how uh, your uniqueness. And I'm, I've always been an advocate for that. Like, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just always, cause I feel like as, as a young artist, when you're getting into the industry, people are always like, well, maybe like, don't be so like vocal or maybe don't be so loud or like, maybe just try to like agree with what they say, like as far as like writing sessions and stuff like that. And yeah. like, I was pretty, pretty fortunate to like have a manager and to have parents that like were actually very like pushing me to be like, no, like I, we want you to speak your voice. We want you to say what you like and what you don't like. We, we love how like opinionated you are and we don't want you to just go along with what everything's going on because you have something that other, some other girls don't or like some girls don't know like their identity. They don't know like who they are as an artist or they just whatever. And like, it's great to actually like, I like this and I don't like this. Or like, I I like red and I don't like blue, like whatever it may be. But it's, it's actually really great. I think to know what you like and what you don't like and have a voice for that and not be afraid to say it, you know, because a lot of people 
put you down for like speaking up, you know, which I, I think is wrong. Like we should be allowed to say our thoughts and our views. Absolutely. So. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of uniqueness too, um, I, you just filmed or you released your loving nobody, um, music video yeah. and you filmed it in your living room. Can you explain a little oh, bit more God, about yeah. that and how that came about because of quarantine? Yeah. So, I mean, basically once, once quarantine happened and stuff, we we had already the plan to like release loving nobody but it was like i mean we actually we finally like up you know approved and we're like okay this song is going to come out and then it was obviously the whole process of like visuals and stuff which i'm a very visual heavy artist like i like having visuals attached to my stuff so we were like how are we going to get this done because like essentially atlantics like they had like a rule that like you like legally you could not like contract out any other like outside people like so no videographers no whatever to come into your house they cannot step foot in your house like you can't be near them so with that we're like okay what the heck do we do because like sure i am obviously an artist that like i want it i want it to look big and i want it to like be cool um and not just like i just took a phone and like did it myself kind of thing so we were trying to think of ideas and thankfully we got in touch with like a really great like like well she was an amazing woman who just like conceptualized the video and like helped walk us through like what could be some good ideas and I talked with her for hours and like we went through it all and we came to this conclusion of like doing something with like obviously a projector and like we were kind of like all of it like I am honestly so happy with the way it turned out because like going into it like if you just saw it in my living room you'd be like this could be bad like it might not look that amazing but like the way that they edited it and the way that they added those like visual effects and like all of just the the cool like yeah it just it looked it looked so much better like not better but like just so good in my opinion but like honestly it was it was it was really funny because it was just like I had to get ready all by myself like I did my makeup artist so I usually use like we we did a call over FaceTime she showed me how to do my makeup like all the way through and then I did my own hair my mom helped me get ready and then like we're ready to go and like I'm out in the living room and there's just this huge big sheet that I'm supposed to stand in front of and then our one like cinematographer was outside of my front window because she could not be in my house and she just was had her computer had her like all the stuff my dad's like dealing with the lighting and the sound my mom's like taking extra video like it was this whole thing that like you never at least I never thought would ever happen like but I'm I'm so grateful because it was fun it was a memory and like it, I don't know it, it just took things back down to like I don't want to say earth but like it really took things back down to like just a smaller scale of like where I where I came from and like just doing stuff on your own like not needing a whole big production and like I really feel like with this the tiny little like group of people that we had that had worked on this like I really felt like we got something really unique and cool like and it's probably like loving nobody is I would say it's kind of like possibly one of my favorite songs that I've ever written and I feel like the video is kind of matching that because I'm just really happy with the way it turned out. Yeah, (laughs) no, me too. I love it. And the fact that like you would never be able to, unless like you looked at your Instagram and you saw the pictures, you wouldn't know that it was filmed in your living room. And I think also it's inspiring too to people like fans and stuff to be able to see all the things that you can do with just like in your living room. And it's just, it's really cool. I really enjoyed it. And I think it's so cool. It's a memory too. Yeah, Um, for sure. And I, and I'm happy to do that. Like for, cause I was thinking about that too, like for kids and whoever's watching it, like it's a good message to put out there. Like, obviously like, 
with us, like it was a different story, but it's like, you really can do anything as long as you set your mind to it. And, and, you know, you plan it out a little bit and put some whatever, but like you put some hard work into it, but it's like, you can really come up with something like beautiful on your own. You know, you just need a good concept. That's really it. A lot of people think it's always the big money and like whatever it is. And then of course that stuff does matter, but it's like, at the end of the day, you think of some of the greatest videos or some of the greatest short films or movies. And it's like the concept, it's the concept. I also, I wanted to chat about Birds of Prey. What was it like to be featured on that soundtrack with all these powerful women? Yeah, that was, that was really great. I'm, I'm very grateful for the people that like made that happen because they really like kind of took a chance on me since I am such a new artist. But like, I honestly, it just kind of came about where they, they sent, you know, for months, I had been told about Birds of Prey for like, I don't know, a year or two before it came out. And like a year and a half, maybe. And like, I was kind of like, when my managers told me, they're like, there's this movie coming out with Harley Quinn. It's like, you know, not a sequel, but like her own movie. And I was kind of like, well, that's cool. Like, I'm never going to be featured on that soundtrack because I'm way too new. But like, that's great. And then slowly but surely, like I started writing songs for the soundtrack because we were really like, we want to get on this. Like, it would be so great. It'd be a great opportunity to just get me out there to more people, obviously. Mm-hmm. And like none of the songs that I was writing were like really working for them until they finally like sent us this just instrumental of this of the Sway song, which had no vocals or anything on it. It was just that little chorus part. And they were like, we just we want you to write something. And if you write something good to it, then, you know, we'll consider you whatever. And so I got with like two, three of my good writer friends and we wrote something and they ended up loving it. They just, they loved it. And they were like, this is it. Like, this is what we want. And then it was just the top, like, then they came to me just being like, we want to put Saweetie on it because she's obviously like super awesome and great and a great rapper. And like, she's a lot bigger than me too. So I was like, this is great. Like, let's do it. So then they got her on the track and then we were all kind of like really amped up. And then the whole filming of the video was like this whole long process where like, I don't know. It just, it went on for like months where we are, we kept like, we kept having a day we were going to shoot and then it ended up getting canceled. And then next week it was a day and then it got canceled. And then I was just kind of like, Oh my God, like, but you know, this is big production. You know, that's the thing. Like that it's a move, like this is Warner brothers, whoever it is. And like, it's, that's a big, you know, it's not just a tiny little crew. So finally we got into shooting day and all I can say is like, it was a trip. Like (laughs) it was so wild, like working, working with Saweetie, being around Saweetie and like getting to film with her and then working with the director and just it like I mean we literally were filming in a car with a trailer huge trailer attached to it with them filming us on the real road like at 5 6 p.m with cars real cars right next to us and and Saweetie is on top of the car standing on top of the car and we're going at least 20 25 miles an hour and I'm pretending to drive and like people are looking at us like we're crazy they're just like what the what the you know what is going on and and i like it's something i can never forget because it's just like you don't you don't get that like at least for me as a as a brand new artist like you don't you don't get that you know and and i'm so grateful that i actually got the chance to be a part of that cuz it's like something you never forget just like it was such a moment you know and so and I, even just that like taking that away was like more than enough but you know like just being on the soundtrack with all the girls like it was it was truly like an awesome experience and I'm so happy that I even got to be a part of it because like not a lot of people get that like in the beginning couple years of their career you know and it was a great movie and like it had just a great message and like the whole thing I'm just so grateful to everyone who let me be a part of it and like you know I I hope to do more like films and movies like that too like soundtracks because that's like it's great you know like there's a clear concept a topic like and and you can only grow from there you know so it was awesome it was great.
Yeah, and you also, you worked with Tiesto on Round and Round. How did that happen, and what was that process like? So, really, like, I worked, I wrote Round and Round, um, say, back in 2016 or so, 2017, and I just wrote it with me, um, a writer, and a producer who he's he's an amazing producer he's been around for a long time and it was just a piano vocal like there was nothing there it was just piano and my voice and there wasn't even any lyrics actually I was just going like da 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 like that was it and so my manager and AR like they heard it and they were like this is something special like we we want to finish it so I finished writing it like wrote the song whatever and then like the producer like years have years went by and, like, the producer, he is pretty close with Tiesto. Like, they know each other, and they've known each other for a long time. So I think he just honestly showed the song, or, like, he was like, hey, I have this, like, new girl I'm working with, and, like, here's one of the songs we did. And Tiesto, supposedly, from what he told me, he, like, just went crazy over the song and was like, this is awesome. Like, I totally want to be a part of this. I want to, like, you know, produce it. So then he produced it, and honestly, then it was just, like, going back and forth on, like, okay, like, making notes and stuff like that. But, like, it was a really easy it was really easy because like I never actually like got to meet him personally because when this all happened coronavirus kind of hit and I never got to like actually meet him but like he was so nice and so sweet and so like just you know not not like I don't know just in the industry there's obviously you hear about the like stories of like people just wanting you for money or like only you know and being very like super strict and business and serious and like that but he was he was the farthest thing from that he just wanted to do it for the music and was just like whatever it is we'll make it work we'll get it done and like you know and so he was super like collaborative and just wanted to hear my thoughts and notes and stuff like that so it was I'm again very grateful for that because like Tiesto is kind of a legend and at least in my world because yeah. my dad like used to listen to him when uh, not used to but like my dad's kind of into EDM and stuff so he knows that Tiesto is like one of the OGs so he's kind of like that's pretty awesome that like you got a song with him that's something you remember forever you know so yeah I'm really grateful for that and what has it been like to see the your fan base growing and having these opportunities um come yeah, to you like that's, that that's crazy yeah like it, it is kind of crazy because I, I think about like when I first started like my Instagram which was like probably I don't know last year like August or something and like I released Waste My Youth my first song like in September of last year and now you know we're pro- about a year later or so not even and like the fan base like it's crazy it really is because I, I think about like how people actually like are investing their time into me and like knowing about me and want to know about me and listen to my music. And like, they ask questions and like, they're so smart and caring. And like, they, if they have, if they ever need help, like they DM me or whatever. And like, I, I'm always there for them. And it's, I don't know, it's this whole nother world of like, just like companionship, like honestly, and community. And like, I've, you know, I've only ever like dreamed about it because I've only ever like watched my favorite artists like have that and see their fans and stuff. But now actually like having people that know who my name is and like know my music and like is, are, are, are always like, what's, when's the next song? Like we want to hear it. Like we want to know the next thing or like their comments on YouTube and stuff. Like it's so sweet and so heartwarming. And like, I'm just incredibly grateful because like, all I've ever wanted as an artist and like as a music lover and someone who wanted to create music was like to, you know, to sing to people, really like to sing to a crowd. And even if it's over, you know, Instagram or even if it's over like IG live or whatever it is, like to have people there that like listen and actually like hear my words and like, you know, 
appreciate it, you know, like, or actually like take it in and, and get something from it. Cause I, I, you know, as an artist, like, I don't want to just create music to just create it. Like I, I want to change people's lives and I want to have an impact on their life. And like when they go forward, you know, cause as, as, I mean, I love music and I can still like think about songs that like when it comes on, all I think of is like a memory. And I can, I can clearly see what that like moment was when I first heard it or when like it was attached to something, even if it was bad or sad or happy. And like, for me, it would be so amazing to like do that for people, you know, like when they hear one of my songs, they think of like, oh my God, I remember when I first heard this, I was blah, blah, blah. Like I was doing this. Like, those are just things that you live with forever, you know, and you never forget them. And I just want to be able to have an impact like that on people. And like, Clearly, like, I mean, with the fans, like, and people that have been following me and stuff, like, they are really interested. Like, I'm not, I'm not as crazy as I think I am because people actually like it. So (laughs) what is one quote that you've heard or that you go by that you want to echo out to the world? One quote. That is a good question. As we speak, I am pulling up my Pinterest because I don't know quotes for um, memory. I'm sorry to say that, (laughs) but I do have a lot of quotes that I do love. Um... Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Actually, there is a good one that I, I will say this one, actually. Um, it's actually, it's, it's from Frida Kahlo that I, this is like kind of the quote that I re- used to write this past song that I wrote. Um, it says, I used to think I was the strangest person in the world, but then I thought there are so many people in the world. There must be someone just like me who feels bizarre and flawed in the same ways I do. I would imagine her and imagine that she must be out there thinking of me too. Well, I hope that if you are out there and read this and know that, yes, it's true. I'm here and I'm just as strange as you, which I kind of really love that one. So. I love that. That's such a great quote. Thank you so much for chatting with me. This is so much fun. I'm so excited to see where your career goes and all the creativity that you put out into the world. Thank you so much. It means a lot. Yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting stuff, you know, and I'm just taking it day by day. So, but thank you so much for this. I'm so excited to be on this podcast and I'm so happy for people to hear this. You can stay connected with Galaxara on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook at Galaxara. You can stay connected with Echo on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest.